What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Work Great Podcast. We did not have an AEW in review, but we do have a full gear 2023 in review. I'm joined on this fine Sunday early afternoon by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am very tired, but excellent. It's rainy and cloudy here today, so I've been having a hard time waking up. Yeah, it's been cloudy over here all week, but it's been, uh, I've enjoyed that. It's actually been the first mm-hmm. time I've actually wanted the heat on in our yeah. place, which, uh, I've, it's been kind of, I've fully entered my cozy era. Yeah. It's been kind of warm here, like in the, like, like not like hot, but warm, but today's like cold and wet and rainy. So it's like, yeah, before you yeah. said, are you ready? I was like wrapped up in a blanket. Like just oh watch TV. I watched the pay-per-view <laughs> last night under a nice wool blanket. I was, oh, man. That I was been toasty. So nice. I was drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> I hooked up my headphones to the TV for the first time since we moved. And it was, and we have it when we moved. We left our old TV for a family member, got a new TV. So this is the first time I've done mm-hmm. that. It was so smooth and it was beautiful. The sound was amazing. It felt like I was there. It's so good. I love doing everything with headphones on. I love watching TV, movies, games. Like the sounds just always so much better, and it yeah. cuts off every distraction from the outside world. It's great. If I could sleep yeah. with headphones on, I would. Yeah, I bet they make like. Well, I don't know how big I've, headphones. I've fallen asleep but... with my headphones on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, what if I'm lying down on the couch at night listening to music or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, or if I'm watching something on, actually, no, not on the TV, because I said I just did that this time. But if I, I've been listening to like some calming music at night, just like mm-hmm. lying down before and just fall asleep and woken up at like five yeah. or whatever. I usually fall asleep with the TV on. Since oh, I've I, I've moved in. I never used wife. to do that. I mean, other than when I was like drunk as a like a teenager or like early twenties, mm-hmm. but now I do it every night. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's good. I will say it's good now that um, uh, there's no commercials anymore, other than YouTube. If I'm watching YouTube, yes, <laughs> obviously, but uh, because the subliminalness gets yeah, if you don't wake up wanting like. McDonald's or something. <laughs> hey, man, I wake up wanting McDonald's every day. So well, yeah, I, I, that's just that's just the first thing that came to my head. Uh, yes, of course. You, you don't want to go shop at Lowe's or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had for me. I can't talk about you, but we had, in my opinion, an all timer of a pay per view. I loved it. No. I thought it was the perfect blend of everything for me. And this is coming from somebody. I don't know if people could tell or if you could tell. I've been kind of checked out with for wrestling for a bit. It just hasn't mm-hmm. I it hasn't been my main fo- Like when we first started this podcast, that was my main source of entertainment and that's what I was thinking about on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. I don't think about wrestling in between the episodes now. It's just not where mm-hmm. my brain is thinking, so I have been largely checked out, and then yesterday, I think when I looked at the card before, like early in the day, I was like, this is super exciting, and it actually had one of my 
favorite feuds and favorite matches of all time on it. Oh, yeah. I, I know which one it is, and I cannot wait to talk about that. That match was incredible. But, yeah, this, this pay-per-view is probably my show of the year, and I've said that, I think... I've said that about every AEW pay-per-view since Forbidden Door, so they've, they've been quite on a pay-per-view run this, of just here's putting the out stellar shows. AEW, for, uh, for whatever faults they may have, is the best wrestling company in the world as far as pay-per-views. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they can falter with booking or matches or any kind of decision-making on the week-to-week basis. But as far as their pay-per-views go, there's nobody better. And that's yeah. the, that. That's obviously my personal opinion. But, like, there's often times when people are like, oh, I don't love the build. And then literally the next day after the pay-per-view, they're like, holy shit, they did it. Mm-hmm. And they do, that happens every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time, regardless of the build. The pay-per-views always hit. There's been maybe one or two where they hadn't. And yeah. that's been this, because of like technical misfires or like someone mm-hmm. almost died. Yeah. <laughs> Not because of what they had planned. It's been what they had planned didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one, yeah, the the build was good, like from weekly television. I, I think the, the MJF storyline has really helped. It's yeah, same with Swerve and, and Hangman. Like those two stories are really like helping everything else get elevated up. I think it's funny. Like I don't think that everybody always reads things in the same way I do. But like I've found AEW is often willing to do main event storylines that aren't normal, mm-hmm. and I think it kind of throws people off in a way, and it does stuff that they aren't expecting. Like. They're doing, like, this MJF storyline is weird. Like, the previous, uh, the first beat in the storyline was just a friendship match between him and Adam Cole. That's weird. This one is the biggest heel in wrestling, not having any friends after he turns face. And the champion has appeared weak going into Mm -hmm. the... That's not normal. Normally, you Mm -hmm. treat your champion as strong and people are chasing him. That's not the case. The champion's been running as if he's like an only girl in a horror movie. Yeah. Or a final girl or whatever. Like, it's. Yeah. They do things that, like, the. In the past, Hangman stories have been, like, about depression and alcoholism. They do stuff that's just not normal. And it kind of, th- I feel like it throws people off because they're used to like certain kind of like archetypal builds. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes off as strange and weird, but that's the type of stuff that I appreciate. Like it feel feels different and it feel, and this could be a reason why AEW is never going to grow to the level of a WWE, but it's what I, it's what I appreciate about them. Yeah, I really like it. It's like, I, mean, I think we've talked about it before, where a lot of the stories deal with like toxic masculinity. Yeah, and, that's like, not normal in wrestling. That's yeah. not normal. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'm used to seeing. That's, yeah, why I, like, that's why I like it. It's unique. Yeah, this whole MJF storyline is about like, 
you don't have to be an asshole and you can be friendly with people and stuff. And I, I like it. And like yeah, the it, devil it's about, being brought in is like trying to outlive your past and stuff. It's cool. Like it's very much about hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yep. MJF was bullied as a kid. So now he's a bully as an adult. And because of that, he has no friends and he's suffering and he's trying to overcome that, but he can't because he doesn't have a support system because he's been an asshole. Like, People mm-hmm. can learn things from to think that you can learn something from a wrestling storyline is crazy, but you can. Mm-hmm. You absolutely can. Like think of like well, my favorite wrestling storyline of all time is a is the love story between Kenny and Kota Ibushi in mm-hmm. New Japan slash yeah. DDT. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that stuff's not normal. Like it's we yeah. it's atypical of wrestling, and that's what's special to me, and. Yeah. As long as, in my opinion, as long as the elite are in AEW, that's going to continue. Because that's what mm-hmm. they specialize in, is these melodramatic, atypical storylines. Yeah. Well, Kenny's always said that his whole goal is to like change the way uh, people perceive wrestling storylines. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And i got to apologize if you can hear my dog barking. I can't. Uh, it's just me and it's just me and him here while we're recording it, and somebody from Amazon just dropped something off at the door, so he's freaking oh, yeah. out. I mean, but <laughs> my my dog is in the bedroom, which is funny. He just recently uh, he got this behavior. He never did this before, but he started doing it over the past couple weeks. Sometimes he'll, he sleeps in our bed at night, and sometimes if he'll just take himself to bed now, hmm. he'll just leave, go up the stairs, go to bed. He's ne- he's never done that before. We've only had him like uh, just over a year, but uh, mm-hmm. he's, it's a it's a new behavior. I love when dogs just find new behaviors that mm-hmm. they start doing. Yeah, we were downstairs. I was like, "Where's I was like, where's the boy?" <laughs> and mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I don't know." I was, and I was like, "Did he take himself to bed again?" I went upstairs. Yeah, he's in bed. That's good. Um, yeah. So, but if someone knocks on the door. It's gonna sound like my house blew up. Yeah. So if just and there's a good chance someone's gonna come to the door while I'm recording this at some mm-hmm. point. So because yeah. he's absolutely a guard dog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he goes running to the. So door is my like, dog, but my like dog's nine pounds. So. Yeah, my dog's nine pounds. I don't know who he's gonna protect us from, but he's he's gonna try. We couldn't get him out of bed today, and I went downstairs. Mm-hmm. I think Kira's like, oh man. Maybe try getting his food ready. He might come down. So like, I went downstairs. I picked up his bowl and put it on the counter. And I just heard... How did he even hear that? I just placed... That's hilarious. It's not a metal bowl. Like a ding. It was like a clunk. Like a light clunk. And he came running. It was like we had a flood of water rushing downstairs. It was so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it just shows how strong their hearing is. Anyways, I mm-hmm. I love dogs. Me too. Um, yeah, so I love a, this atypical storytelling is AEW's forte. And one thing, but one thing that has uh, dominated the the narrative, or not just the talking points about AEW online, which I'm paying attention to less and less at this point because I don't fucking mm-hmm. care. But I've seen it. Is and that it's in my mind. It's in my mind as a plus, and that is the 
sports entertainment versus pro wrestling debate that's happening right now. What's AEW's identity? Should they be pro wrestling? Should they be sports entertainment? Are they leaning too hard on the sports entertainment? And for me, they are at their best when they're 50-50. When they blend it completely seamlessly, where they... When they have the uh, the sports entertainment of WWE, but they mix it with the indie work rate, with the indie maybe not. I wouldn't say the indie realism, but with the New Japan realism, mm-hmm. and also the AEW realism, which is different from the New Japan. Mm-hmm. Which, and where I say that is like the graphic nature of AEW. New Japan doesn't do that. New yeah. Japan will drop a motherfucker on his head. But New Japan won't do fucking home invasions. New Japan <laughs> won't. Guys aren't gigging in New Japan. Guys aren't mm-hmm. in like realistic street fights where you're like, this seems like a real fight. Or yeah. like they excel Usually if you're sp- bleeding in Japan, it's hardly. Yeah. They excel in the sports-like feel, which a- then this mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. AEW does excel at the sports-like feel. AEW does excel at the sports entertainment. AEW does excel at the melodrama. And for people that prefer one or the other, they're going to be like, oh, I wish it was all A or all B or all C, whatever yeah. that fucking may be. Yeah. To me, wrestling shows... Yeah. To me, wrestling shows are best when they're like a... Yeah, to me, their best wrestling shows are best when it's like a buffet. Exactly, everything. That's why you there's something for everyone to enjoy. Get along well is because Mm -hmm. we both have that uh, mindset. Like I loved, I genuinely enjoyed the, and I was worried about it, but I genuinely enjoyed the street fight on Wednesday. Uh, the like yeah, dragon that's ridiculous. Fight, which that was, was so much silly fun. and ridiculous, mm-hmm. and Kota Bushi rode so slowly with that bike, it hit people just doing so soft people with, with a fucking, <laughs> with something that looked like a big fucking plastic tube, and then took yeah, the and then most he... vicious bump at the end of it I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in slow mo onto his. Yeah, the bumps Kota Bushi took in that match fucking floored me. Mm-hmm. And the bump yeah. fucking Paul White took. Yeah, was that was nuts. Awful. And I think that's mm-hmm. Paul them writing Paul White out for retirement. I yeah, think I that's think so what too. that is. I think he's supposed to take a horrible bump and he's retired now. Yeah. He's been on um Rampage a lot commentating, so I think they might try to move him to more of that role. Yeah, I like I think I think contractually he probably had like a certain amount of matches he was mm-hmm. owed and then wanted to have a final match. And mm-hmm. Kenny and, and Jericho were like, you know what, we can do this for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, that's my feeling. Um, I think they're like, okay, let's do this. Like make it impactful. Cause obviously uh, Paul White deserves an impactful finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it deserves some weight. Like, it should look brutal. He's Paul White. He's not just going to bow out great. He shouldn't bow out, like, like a lamb. Like, mm-hmm. Take a fucking glass spot 
off a, <laughs> off a windshield. But the fucking thing was, he missed the glass and hit the fucking frame of the car, and it looked even more mm-hmm. brutal. I was like, oh my god, he broke Paul Way. It was supposed to be a safe spot, and they had broke yeah. him in half. He just slid <laughs> off the hood of the car. Is nasty <laughs> it was like the EMTs were probably serious in that moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it. Like, mm-hmm. it looked painful. But uh, credit to that match, because that match was a hell of a lot of fun. But, like, I saw people complaining <laughs> about it, and I get it. They don't. Those are the people that are like, oh, no, we don't want sports entertainment. And I'm like, I get that. And there's other people that are <laughs> like, oh, no, we like the store, the all that stuff. We we find matches for matches' sake to be boring, which is mm-hmm. the realistic sports presentation. And mm-hmm. AEW blends that together and also has comedy. Yeah, all in one match with Kota Ibushi taking a tombstone from the apron through a big metal That's sign and chairs. Which took. Was... <laughs> I swear to God. Like, Kenny Omega took a standing suplex from inside the ring, outside the ring through two it's, tables. It's funny, then... as... With Kota Ibushi being one of my top two favorite wrestlers of all time, I will say that mm-hmm. forever, forever and ever. Um, I honestly feel like he's phoning, not not phoning it in at this point, but that's just where he is in his career. But the bumps mm-hmm. is not being phoned in. He's like, no, he, it's like, he seen. I think it might just be, he is at his best um, in singles competition. Like that's where, yeah, that's what he knows. He doesn't know these big, weird American style multi-man match. So he he looks kind of lost out there. Mm-hmm. Like there was one point where like he literally just walked past the camera at ringside while Kenny mm-hmm. was getting beaten by like three yeah. dudes in the <laughs> ring, and he just walked past like he was looking for his keys. Like, mm-hmm. really slowly. And then he came in and took a fucking head bump. <laughs> like, five minutes later. Like, it's he, he seems lost out there a little bit in <laughs> AEW. But I think, like, if you put mm-hmm. him in a singles match in AEW, it would be like, oh, there's Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Like, I imagine if they had him and Takesh to fight each other one-on-one, everyone would be like, oh, exactly. shit. Exactly. I think he's not... I think they just have to put him in, like... uh like put his best foot forward at this point because mm-hmm. also his body's not where it was. He's older. He's a little heavier. There he is obviously some ring rust there's, shoulder. Yeah. There's some timing issues cause he's been off for so long and he doesn't speak the mm-hmm. language that most of the people in AEW speak. Yeah. Like, I'm it's sure not he, like, it's not he like has Kenny translating Kenny, a lot for him. It's not like he and Kenny, who telepathically speak together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kenny can speak a little Japanese. But also, um, or a lot of Japanese. Yeah. But also, like we we saw his first match back was against um, was that singles match at Bloodsport against um, Speedball against Speedball, and that match was amazing. Match was- so yeah. we know in a singles setting he can have an amazing match. Still, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Kenny. It's not like Kota Bushi's washed. It's like Kota Bushi at this point just. You got to put him in what he knows, and he doesn't. Anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, the, the comedy stuff and <laughs> the entertainment <laughs> stuff and whatnot. But, yeah, I thought I thought this show in particular was that perfect blend, was that perfect mm-hmm. sauce. I thought Tony was cooking. 
mm-hmm. and whoever they had in the back putting these together, agenting, was, was cooking. Do you have the match breakdown in front of you? Uh, I don't. I could pull it up real quick. Though. Yeah, if you could for me. If you could. But if you I know the first pre-show match was, um, our zero-hour show was um, uh, Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal for the well, here you go. There's, title. There's that sports-centric stuff mm-hmm. right at the very beginning. This is that sports feel. Um, Eddie Kingston is always going to bring the realism, is always going to bring the sports feel. Um, his motivation for this match was, I'm going to knock the seriousness back into you. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, don't come to that yeah, he, ring. And Eddie's always this. He's always like, don't bring the sports entertainment bullshit. Bring the realism. Bring the bring the mm-hmm. Jay Lethal I remember back. Bring the Chris Jericho I remember back. Bring the Moxley I remember back. That's his, mm-hmm. always his thing. Um, bring the guy I came up with on the indies with. And uh, yeah. he did. And I don't like Jay Lethal. I'm at this point. I'm never gonna like Jay Lethal, but he can work, and it was a great match. Um, Eddie Kingston will make me enjoy any match with a man I don't like because I love Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Have you seen his promos lately? Eddie's. Yeah. His yeah. Ring of Honor promos have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he had a really good promo on this show on the main card when we. Get he took to a it. shot at Roman recently. No, did he? <laughs> promo. Yeah, I didn't see he, that one. He said, "He said, like, I'm one of those fighting champions. I'm one of those champions that wrestles every week. I'm one of those champions that hasn't wrestled 19 times, or like, uh, that hasn't wrestled only like a handful of times in a year, but somehow uh, commands." Two thirds of the broadcast time every week. I'm one of those. <laughs> he's like, I'm here for the. Uh, I don't know. He names a few like for the Orange Cassidy's for the any names fighting champions of like these different places. It's like, oh fuck, he's taking the shot at Roman. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Ring of Honor has turned into the Ring of Honor is now like people say like, oh, Ring of Honor is AW dark. No, it's not. Ring of Honor. Honor is now the sports-centric, like yeah, pure sports-centric go, place of AEW. If you want to see some of the best women's wrestling, like Athena's on there every week just killing it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, She's that, doing great stuff. That's where the pure sports stuff is now, is on Ring of Honor, because that's what Ring of Honor always was. Mm-hmm. So that that's where that is. That's, the, uh, mm-hmm. that's what AEW tried to do at first, but... Um, North American audiences aren't really here for that. They want the, the storylines. That's what sells. That's what mm-hmm. gets the chance going. Like you can get a holy shit, but you can't get people necessarily bought into the match ahead of time without the uh, <laughs> without the storylines and the melodrama and all that. But this this match was a great opener, and uh, and I liked it. Yeah, and fuck yeah, Jay and it, yeah. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, man, the his finisher, the lethal injection, is like one of the most convoluted finishers ever. <laughs> convoluted and so easy to just fucking Smoa Joe that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking move. Mm-hmm. It's like, and everyone and does so, a cutter at this point. If anyone's move is a cutter, unless you're fucking Randy Orton, don't do it. Like, mm-hmm. get a new move. Or MJF when we get to the main event later, because that, that cutter was nuts. 
Yeah. And I, uh, that's the only cutter I've ever, that's the only cutter that's moved me in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. In like five years. And then, yeah. And so next we had Claudio versus Buddy Matthews, which was made Friday because they did yeah, Rampage, or they did Collision and Rampage all in one night. Which they also did Ring of Honor tapings afterwards. So if you were at that show, you were at wrestling for a long time. I can't do that shit. It better be a fucking pay per view yeah. if I'm there for that long. Mm-hmm. Tell you that much. And then this match was good though. These, these dudes were beating the hell out of each other. You got all your classic Buddy Matthews and Claudio spots. To be yeah, like yeah. But because I haven't been because I haven't jobs. been watching Collision, I didn't know that there was a feud going on between. Um, I want to call them the Hurt Locker, the uh, between Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> and uh, House of Black. Um, they, they've but only like just started it. Like one week they, yeah, one week they came out and attacked Danielson, and then the next week Danielson broke his orbital bone. So they really haven't kept it going. But I think this was them trying to reestablish that between yeah. Matthews and Claudio. I think if Danielson didn't break his orbital bone, we probably would have seen. He probably would have been in a match here. I think we would probably. I think we probably would have seen Danielson versus uh, Malachi because that's who attacked him. Yeah, Malachi. unless they want to like blow it off with that. But they mm-hmm. love to run. Yeah, things that's true back too. In AW. They love to run things back. Yeah, to our benefit. Yeah. But this match was good. Yeah, I yeah, think no, Claudio this, won this with the sharpshooter. This was this was a banger, man. This was hard hitting. Yeah. This was this is fun, man, and like. I don't know. Have his buddy Matthews and Cesaro in like WWE faced each other in the past? Do you know? I'm I'm sure they've had you know like one off matches here or there and stuff. But yeah, I this was fun fan, and cool. I was like, I was like, oh sweet! Uh, like I love the matches where you're like, I never would have thought of this. This is this is fun, <laughs> and I'm excited for this feud going forward um, between these two factions. I can't wait. And I'm sure people are going yeah, to be like, oh, yeah. it's going to go on too long. But maybe not anymore, because now we have the pay-per-view every month. I don't know if my wallet can take that, but... Yeah, no, every time they talk about the pay-per-views every month, I'm like, you guys got to get, like, a, you fucking, a network. <laughs> I can't, I can't afford all the, this. Bump the price down a little bit. Do you yeah. happen to know, is the price any different on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. It, in America, you can only buy it on Bleacher Report. Oh shit! Really YouTube still? stuff's for international. Yep. Yeah, because you you can buy it on YouTube now. Which yeah, is... I kept hearing him say that, and I I was like, oh, that's awesome. But then I was like, oh, it's only in international uh, markets. Because here I mean, in the states, they have a deal with Bleacher Report, and Bleacher Report is owned by Warner Brothers. So. Yeah, they're doubling down on that. And if, yeah. um, <laughs> ironically, if it ever ends up on Max, it's going to be through Bleacher Report. <laughs> Because yeah. Bleacher Report runs their sports stuff on Max. Yeah. So with everyone Which, saying, oh, I hate Bleacher Report. I want it on Max. It's still going to be on Bleacher yeah. Report. I mean, I don't really like Bleacher Report that much because you can't, like, like if you come to a show late, you can't start it over. Yeah. Like, you I have to start from where you are live and then watch the replay, which sucks. But usually the replay's up right after, but it still sucks that you can't. If I sneeze or I have to start over, if you come getting like, a little tickle in the back of my nose, so. FYI, okay. you might get a big loud ass sneeze. So my sneezes are <laughs> fucking earth shattering. So I apologize. Got that? Got that old man sneeze going? Oh my god, it's getting worse. The things I do are evolving over time. My laugh <laughs> is 
You could do like a, you know, like how people do like aging evolution videos of somebody. You could do like a evolution video of my laugh over the years. It's hmm. it's always it's, <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is my ah! era. <laughs> when That's some funny. things up, I laugh like that fucking sad man in that that got memed in the past. You know when you cry, you went, ah! oh yeah, <laughs> I laugh like that now. When something's really funny. <sighs> Anyways, I don't and know then, what I was talking So Claudia about. wins. Thank after you. the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Claudia wins. After the match, he tries to shake uh, Buddy's hands. Buddy shoulder checks and walks out of the ring. So yeah, keep the not over. Going. Good stuff. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And then next we get uh, MJF and Samojo versus the Guns. And they had mm. been this hyping this up to where MJF didn't want to help out Samojo because some. Samojo said, if he helps him, you got to give me a title shot. And MJF barely escaped Joe the last time, and he doesn't want to do it again. But mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't have any friends because Adam Cole's hurt, and the acclaimed got beat up by the devil. So Samojo's always got. <laughs> That's such he a this... funny thing out of context. And the acclaimed got beat up by the devil. Yeah. <laughs> like only in wrestling. Only in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so Joe made the save. Uh, on Rampage, well, I can solve. Oh, okay, but Friday again. I don't watch Rampage, so cool to know. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, he made the save, and then MJF shook his hand at the end. And I think that's why um, I didn't see it, but I saw someone in the Facebook group that we're in say that MJF like hit um, uh, Juice with a TV, and so they, they like. Oh yeah, the, they. Uh, I think they said it. I don't. They said it in the main event. Yeah, it, it might have there, happened I, like after the cameras stopped rolling, hmm. because the um, the commentators commented and said like at the end of their anyways yeah. he hit Juice with a TV. Juice is out of action mm-hmm. to even up the odds a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I, this I match liked, was a lot of fun. I liked in this match where in commentary uh, said it. They said once you get Joe on your side for a match, he is a by the letter guy. If he's teaming with you, he's not. There's no shenanigans. He's your partner. Mm-hmm. He's trying to win yeah. the match. He's a competitive dude. He doesn't enter matches mm-hmm. to for anything other than to win. So mm-hmm. he's in there. He's helping MJF. He's preventing him from being slammed into the turnbuckle. He's yeah, he's I like tagging himself in <laughs> at points to to compete. He's trying mm-hmm. to win. He doesn't. The want only to time lose. he, the only time he. Stopped anything is when MJF tried to do the kangaroo kick. <laughs> he stopped him from doing that and told him to do a bigger move, which was funny. But <laughs> which I loved. They did the tandem mm-hmm. muscle busters or tried to. And yeah, I was like, this is amazing. I was like, is he gonna? At one point, I was like, is he gonna do the double clothesline with Samoa Joe? That'd be awesome. That'd be so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love jo- this. Is the best Joe has looked in ten years. Oh, man. Yeah, He's for moving sure. so well. Because when Joe first came in, we were like, oh, does he still have it? Or is this just sort of like a legacy act at this point? It's not a legacy mm-hmm. act. He's going, yeah, man. He's, he's crushing he's, it. He's going fast. He's going strong. He's yeah. doing topes. And mm-hmm. the commentary said, look at, like a fridge down a hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this and is so, dope. Um, this is awesome. Uh, so... At Joe wins. One point, Adam. Oh, sorry. Yeah, at one point, Adam Cole comes out, which was a big shock. He comes crutching down to the ring, and it distracts the guns to where 
One of them leaves the ring, and then Joe can get the other one in the Kikina clutch, and they get the tap out win. And, then, and Joe just basically at that uh, point says, "We won." Uh, handshake yep. MJF, which I loved when he put up his hands, had the Joe uh, fucking hand salute. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the whole, yeah, the, yeah, which was awesome. The, I like that. Um, yeah, and the yeah, so like a show of respect. Um, they're gonna go mm-hmm. probably on TV, but you never know. Um, I bet their match will be at um, Winter's Coming. Although is Winter's Coming a pay per view this year? No, no, it's World's Ends. Is okay, the pay-per-view. World's End is the pay per view. Okay. I thought Winter's Coming might have been. Um, which is another Saturday pay-per-view, which is I'm uh, very cool with. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you. Because well, then we can do this, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do yeah. this after a long Monday night or after a long day of work mm-hmm. on the first day of yeah. the week when I'm tired, and then after record, and all I want to do is veg out on the couch. So this is nice. Yes. I can, um, yeah. have a little more energy. Um, what was I yeah. going to say? Yeah, so, so after the match... MJF celebrating. The guns come in, beat up MJF, pilmanizes leg. Yeah, which is I was like, oh crap, this is cool. And then I I loved on the pre-show, uh, on the mm-hmm. pre-show. Yes, yeah, I love it. That's it reminded great. me of <laughs> it reminded me of like when WWF first brought in Sunday Night Heat, and they'd have before pay per views. Yeah, like I remember one. Um, there was a first blood match. Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Undertaker, and during Sunday Night Heat. They both attacked each other the backstage. They made each other bleed. Okay. Like, oh, they're open. How's that going to play into the the main event? Like stuff like that's cool. We use your your zero hour pre show to hype up stuff later on. Yeah. But firstly, it makes people want to watch that stuff later on, and then it's just kinda, <laughs> it's just really cool. Um, it it makes it yeah. feel real. The drama, and then <laughs> like it makes it feel real. And yeah, I loved. Like, I think it would be kind of cool for people that are just tuning in for the pay-per-view. And they're like, just in case you missed mm-hmm. it, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's a cool yeah. thing. And also, yeah. shout I out liked... to the graphics team for this pay-per-view. Yeah, all the title graphics were awesome. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, they, they're upping their game. They're getting closer mm-hmm. to uh, WWE level of production. In terms yeah, they had the LED guardrails. It LED guardrails on one side of the ring. Yeah, it doesn't at all seem like uh, lesser WWE now in terms of the production. I'm sure WWE fans would think so. Um, I would never want them to go as far as WWE. Like, I like a more scaled back approach to my. As long as I don't get the like augmented reality things that like WWE. That's not for me. I mean, I'm sure it's for some people, but not for me. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, like things too shiny. Yeah, but the the graphics are cool. Like my <laughs> my favorite yeah. presentation is still fucking New Japan, right? Like it's like, <laughs> um, yeah. So cool, 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 cool. Good all around. Yeah. So MJF gets stretchered out into an ambulance, and uh, Adam Cole's following him, and he's like, Adam, don't let him take my title, man. You got to promise me you're not gonna let me take my title. And then they shut the doors and. Adam Cole goes, I promise, Max. And I'm like, fuck, this is drama. I love it. Yeah, yes. And then and so and that's how the pre-show ends. And I you're saw like, some oh. people complaining about this. But it's like, and this is what I mean. What some people complain about, I fucking love this shit, man. This is great. Yeah. This is awesome. Like, I understand it's melodramatic. But, like, w- the one thing I always said, like, 
I lo- when I was first getting back into wrestling, I was like, I love New Japan. I wish they gave more of a reason for these guys to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If that made sense. As opposed to just like, the sport, we're trying to win. Um, yeah. Like, and I think you can do both. Like exactly. you, you can have matches just for matches sake and you can have storylines that, that doesn't what, take away from and, any of it. Well, yeah, like not, not every match should have the melodrama. Not every match should be the sports feel. Not mm-hmm. every match should exactly. be comedy. If you have like, you get bored or I mm-hmm. do. Exactly. I get bored. Yeah. If it's, I do too. If it's all one or the other or so like, mm-hmm. I love this shit. This was fantastic. Um, and yeah. it sets up a storyline for the rest of the show, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. On the uh, they've been on the they've been doing that a lot with MJF a lot yeah it's working to like me it tells me that lines are going and he's the world champ so it should be that way to me it tells me I mean I think I don't know that but to me it tells me it's him oh. that is that is thinking that way because I've heard that be- behind the scenes and yeah I've heard that he's he's writing this story a lot he's the leader. I've heard behind the scenes he's helping every single mm-hmm. person with uh, with what's going on. Um, he's uh, he's helping them with their mm-hmm. promos. He's helping them with their matches. He's help, like everything. Any of the positives that people had said about CM Punk, like anyone who was positive about him, where he was willing to listen and do this and help this and that, which I believe he did for the people that he liked. Um, MJF appears to be doing that now. So that's where, for me, like, it doesn't matter how much money you have to give him. Mm -hmm. Like, he will drive your company by sheer will. Think of how young he is. Like, he shouldn't be able to do this at this age. Yeah, he's like, what, 26, 27? Yeah. 25? I don't know. How old is MJF? Let me look this up. Yeah, he he shouldn't be able to be doing this stuff at this at this age, like it's uh, it's actually mm-hmm. quite shocking. Um, he's uh, he's twenty seven. He's what they say a like once in a generational talent, in my opinion. He is. He is. He's uh, he's the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that leads into the main card, and they have a really cool video package to kick off the show. I really enjoyed the video package, and then. Show proper kicks off with a trios match. Uh, Adam Copeland, Sting, and Darby Allen with a nameless ghoul who I will not name, who did not get the memo for black and white. And Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. That really made me mad. I was like, why is he not wearing black and white when everyone else on the team is wearing black and white? And then <laughs> uh, this match was a lot of fun. It was, uh, they kept building up to Christian and Adam Copeland. Uh, meeting face-to-face, because, like, when they got in the ring together before Christian tagged out, the crowd, I mean, the crowd was into it. They're chanting, holy shit, and stuff. So they were really wanting to see them lock up, which I imagine they'll probably have their match at probably World's End, I would mm-hmm. think. And then, uh, but, yeah, so he kept running and ducking, and Darby Allen took his insane bumps, and he took a choke slam from inside the ring onto the apron from Luchasaurus, and, mm-hmm. which was nuts. And uh, Christian low-blowed the nameless ghoul, which, good. And, I love that you're calling uh, it school. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who you were talking about at first. I was like, I yeah. don't. It's like, who, who's Brad talking about? Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna say mm-hmm. his name. Fuck that man. Um, yeah, 
Th- this this then, is the uh, only negative of the show for me. This. So that this the, this this nameless ghoul being on the show, being in the company, uh, is the only negative for me on the show. Yeah, I'll say that right there. It's so bad. It's so bad. But it leave a funny moment because after Christian low blowed him, uh, it pissed off Adam Copeland, and he started chasing him. And Christian just ran straight out of the arena from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Still running. <laughs> yeah. And then so they they Sting and team did like a cool like doubles vertical suplex yeah, cross with body the cross body yes sir. yeah I popped yeah yeah that was cool and then uh, they get the win and everyone's going crazy because Sting's last match which his son was in the crowd that's who he was talking to after the match his that son's was, a big boy Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter said that he I he said he didn't Sean Ross Sapp said he um, played football. In college, he's six, like four, like three hundred and something pounds. He's a big dude. He doesn't look fat, which too. is shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he's six, which is shocking. He never. Yeah, I, I mean, you can train him. We've seen football players mm-hmm. can be trained. Um, yeah. Anyways, he probably, he would know at this point in his in his life if he wants to be a wrestler. But uh, yeah, 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 it would be cool. Here, here's the only thing: the only place where I like nepotism is in wrestling. Because mm-hmm. yeah, who are <laughs> who are our favorite acts? They're all multi generational talents, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's yep. funny when people are just like, "Oh, nepo baby, nepo baby." Yeah, okay, but if we care about that, why do we care about multi generational acts? Keep the same energy, guys. Come on, mm-hmm. for sure. We, like we're always complaining about when someone doesn't use their daddy's name. If we care about using the daddy's name, why do you call people nepo babies? Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, this match was cool, and I like Darby getting on the mic saying, like, oh, you guys need to wake the fuck up. This is Sting's last time wrestling in uh, California. It made me laugh. He cussed. It always makes me laugh when people cuss like that. But they're on pay-per-view, so I don't think it matters. Exactly. But that's that's when they're allowed to. It, yeah. It was very good. It was a lot of fun, other than yeah. the nameless school being out there. Yeah, fuck him. But <laughs> he, got, he got a nut shot, so that made me giggle. Oh, yeah. one thing. I do have to say... When uh, fucking um, Nigel McGuinness said that the name was Ghoul has the clap. Yeah, that was w- funny. Was I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like, is he allowed to say that? <laughs> I was like, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the, I was like, maybe he hates him too. Yeah. Well, we saw. Uh, uh, we didn't talk about it, but Ronda Rousey showed up in a, the Ring of Honor taping. Yes. And, and then um, RJ City just said, she better not get the fucking graphic. Like, completely out of character. <laughs> I fucking died when I, I was like, okay, this has to be a fake account. And I went to it. I was like, oh, fuck, this is official account. Yeah. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, RJ? You're going to get in trouble. He was um, still hosting the pre show, so obviously. I, I, don't think I know. It was so. I laughed for. Oh, not hours, because I I think I might have ADD. I I diagnosed myself Mm -hmm. with ADD yesterday. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Late onset. Or explains it all. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I was misdiagnosed as a kid, and then I got treated again as an adult. And it was like, yeah, you have it. I was like, okay. 
guess in the eighties and early nineties, they didn't really know what to look I, for. It was funny. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm just going to talk about this for a second. I came across like an ad just on like Instagram and it was muted, but it was, uh, someone was selling something to help with people with ADD, like adults with it. And she was going through her symptoms and it was going through a bunch of symptoms that weren't just hyperactivity. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I was like hyperfixation. Um, yep. Fucking being tired after going through these bursts of energy, not being, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not being able to focus on anything yet, but like, I was like, I was going through, it was like, tick, 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 tick. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this would explain actually some of, some of my, th- like, if I lose my keys or whatever, I can't go on with my day until I find them. Mm-hmm. Shit like yep. that. Yep. And then afterwards, my thing is like I'm watching movies and then like and looking up every. Yeah, yeah. My one of my main things is like I'll be watching a movie if I'm at home. Yeah. And then I pull out my phone and look up like every actor in the movie and like what they've done. <laughs> well, I, I gen oftentimes like I can't watch something without having my phone near me, which <laughs> is most people these days. I suspect, but like it's a compulsive. It's a compulsive thing. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to look at my phone. But I, I was like, I don't know. There's certain things I'm like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is what I do now is I just diagnose myself with things. <laughs> Which yeah. I always tell people not to do. Go see a doctor. <laughs> but so I, uh, an ad on Instagram. And so after that match, <laughs> hey, sometimes that, that's how you do it. Sorry, we can't and get then, back uh, on track. So after that match, we go... <laughs> we get Tony uh, Shivani up on stage with Bryce Rinsberg, and um, they bring out, they make the announcement that Adam or MJF cannot compete, and so therefore they bring out um, uh, Switchblade, but they play the Guns music, and he gets pretty mad about that, which is funny. And like <laughs> Tony Shivani like, tells this him, like, isn't you calm my down. music, Tony Shivani. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> He's like, would you calm down and stuff, which was funny. And then, so they're about to award the uh, title to Jay White, and then Adam Cole comes out. So I talked to Tony Khan, and uh, he he's allowed me to step in for MJS Place, which only in wrestling could a guy with a legit broken leg be able to well, <laughs> fight in a world I title I will match. say this, and I was thinking about this, because one of our friends brought it up, like, this doesn't make sense. How can he be allowed to fill in for someone who's injured, being injured himself. MJF would have wrestled, but he's literally at the hospital and can't get back. Yeah. It's not because he's yeah. injured. It's because he can't, um, he can't be there. He physically can't be there. So that's the, for me, that mm-hmm. for me, that's how I rationalized it in my head. That's my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't like take me out of the storyline or anything. I, it's just one no, of those things. It's like, oh, that's wrestling it, for you. It didn't. It didn't. One of those type of deals. It didn't even register in my head that there was an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so uh, the crowd goes ooh and stuff, and that, that segment's over. Or Twitch plays. I mean, he's happy because he's going to fight a dude with a broken leg, so he's got the the big advantage. And and then so next it leads to Orange Cassidy versus uh, versus John Moxley, and OC brings out Hook and. Moxley brings out Wheeler Yuta, which they've been kind of 
Hook and you to have been having like a, a mini feud. A mini feud as well, yeah. Which is a, it's interesting mm-hmm. that uh, Blackpool Combat Club is feuding with two different uh, factions right now, which is fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And they're the faces in one and the heels in another. <laughs> which Danielson and Box have both said that like we're we're like nebulous. We're we're whatever the story needs us to be. Whenever yeah, they asked them, they they always have been. Both mm-hmm. of them. And then so this match was cool. It was built up, uh, was it last Wednesday, when Orange Cassidy tried to orange punch Mox and he just took it. <laughs> like he, he didn't phase him at all. for lunch, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So this whole match was built up around like, what the hell is Orange Cassidy going to do? It's and it's good. It's, it's orange punch him five times. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got his save, he's got his finisher save up and he spammed that button. But the, the whole build up to the match was good. It's just Mox just beating the hell out of OC and then OC trying to do tricky ways to to come out on top and i forget how box got busted open i mean it's a box match so it's gonna happen but i forgot how it happened oh it was actually kind of cool i liked it um uh orange cassidy grabbed him by the head and basically did the headbutt equivalent of quarter kicks and just went bam 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 oh that's right that's rapid head yeah rapid headbutts and actually i Mm -hmm. think what i think what actually busted open I think uh, Orange Cassidy purposely scratched at his forehead with his uh, with his nail, and like uh-huh. on on the scar tissue to to do that while he because I, I saw I saw him kind of grip his head a bit and sort of like mm-hmm. it looked like scratch him with his thumb or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure Mox's head's so scar tissued up that it doesn't take much. Like he doesn't to he doesn't need to blade anymore yeah you can be like all right if you like do this this certain way i'll bleed because it's always in the same Mm -hmm. spot too it's on like it's where his hair starts like his little his little tuft Mm -hmm. he has up there his widow his widow's peak that's halfway down his head sorry bald yes i'm sorry i'm sorry that's all right i was gonna say i feel you mox i feel you that's what my hair looks like when it grows out too which I just got a haircut yesterday, so I was looking like that until I got my haircut. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, this match was a lot of fun. At the end, it comes down to Orange Cassidy, what, he hit five of them and a beach break to beat Mox. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I liked it. I, I kind of thought they kind of, after the Orange Punch, I kind of thought they'd have Box win and then do like a slow build of OC building back up but i think with mox being injured they kind of had to just do this whole storyline yeah, quicker than they wanted uh, to it's funny like i think orange cassidy would not have this or maybe he was going to get it back but i feel that uh i, mox I bet he would have wanted back extended run probably for a while mm-hmm. and then they pivoted back i i i feel like though that the whole plan was to build orange cassidy back up to beat mox but mm-hmm. i just don't i think we would have more of that mm-hmm. story had mox not gotten hurt In retrospect that makes sense Mm-hmm. All right, sorry, cleaning my glasses. Mm-hmm. If you could uh, cue up the next yeah, one. And then so after that, uh, in between the matches, uh, Tony Khan, uh, through broadcast, made it official that Cole and Jay White were going to be the, the world title match. And then we get a announcement that Mark Briscoe is going to be in the Continental Classic, which starts this upcoming Wednesday. They said they announced him as... Uh, Brian Danielson. Oh, right. Okay, game. that makes sense. I'm surprised. I guess they're gonna. So so far we got Brian. Uh, 
they're not going to give us all of them at once, or like before the before the tournament starts, I guess, eh? Yeah, it starts this Wednesday. They've only announced four. They have there's Danielson, Andrade, uh, Mark Briscoe, and then later uh, we see that. I mean, um, I guess Eddie they could reveal it. them between now and Wednesday, but like I'd rather they just give them all now. Personally, I want to yeah, look at. Yeah, I practice. like that. Danielson and Andrade and Eddie Kingston are in it. Oh, we know that like Andrade top is guys. In? Yeah, on Collision. Um, okay, because they're doing the storyline where um, Miro. His wife, uh, I forget her name in AWCJ. Okay, She's yeah. managing uh, Andrade now, and Miro's pissed. So eventually we're going to get an Andrade versus Miro match, and that's going to be awesome. But um, Miro, she, she put him I in the tournament. Miro will be in the tournament, too. I hope so, yeah. That would make sense that they can that – that would make sense if they were saving that feud for a clash in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I like that everyone – I love that they're – tackling the round robin format for this yep. so that it's, everyone can it's wrestle not around. easy to do a round robin format no on tv because it takes like, a long and time. you watch um yeah and you watch the g1 in the summer and it's like first you're like, i don't know how they're gonna do this and then by the end of it you're like holy shit they did this so smart <laughs> like like who wins and who loses and stuff yeah no it's really good and everyone ends up mm-hmm. looking strong um, yeah, that's why I prefer round robins because no one ever gets buried. Yeah, because like, you uh, can have people win, lose. It doesn't really. Cause it'll matter, be like you know? somebody who has not have a, had a good tournament gets like a win over a champion or something mm-hmm. like that over someone who's a much higher status than them, and they're like, "Oh, this person didn't get buried because look, they look really good because they won that match." It's like everyone comes out aces mm-hmm. in it, whereas. A regular elimination one. That's why you end up having like Dustin Rhodes in every single tournament. That's why you end up having yeah. Preston. Vance yeah, you always have people in that you, every single. Yeah, you, Lance Archer every single because they're guys who can take a loss and no one gives a fuck. Because mm-hmm. if you yep. if you stacked yep. it all with your best guys, guarantee you there would be as much there would be more rage about the results as there are people excited about it. Mm-hmm. And this tournament's cool too because this is what we were just talking about. This is like a sports type yeah, thing, man. so you like don't need, you don't need a lot of like. It was first announced, like, oh, another tournament. No, no, no. This is not their standard little dinky baby's first tournament mm-hmm. that AW's done. <laughs> this is yeah, this is the, the legit. This is their G one. The, calling it the C one. Yeah, yep. <laughs> or mm-hmm. yep. This is the one everyone's been wanting them to do. So and it's good. Uh, Kingston threw a, a fucking lovely wrinkle into this. He's yeah, saying, yeah. He's putting up the Ring of Honor world title and the uh, New Japan Strong New Japan. world title so that um, to create the first um, AEW-centric triple crown, or the the modern triple North crown. North American. Like the only yeah. triple crown. Because I guess the triple crown doesn't really yeah. exist even in Japan right now, right? Because the companies don't all, work together. All, all Japan not have it anymore. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Like I assume, like it was sort of because the companies were working a bit together, weren't they? It's sort of like a unified title. Yeah, well, if I remember right, I read the story on it once. It's like one of the titles was like an NWA title. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Like thing. three like, different companies were. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's what the technically that's what this will be. It'll be Ring of Honor, it'll be New Japan, and it'll be AEW. So AEW. that's cool. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. somebody from all three of those companies. And during the media scrum, Tony Khan said that he'd gotten approval from New Japan to do that with the with that title. So like the, everyone's gung ho on it, and they're gonna said so they're gonna defend the triple crown on all three shows whenever it's finished and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. I love it. So mm-hmm. that would that would tell me that they're probably gonna have a New Japan guy in there. Some New Japan guys. I'm sure there. they will. Um, I would hope it's someone who's international. That's my personal feel because it makes it feel a little more special. Could be Kenta. Like I always say that. And I mean, he lives always over here. A United guy. States, and then it's always a guy like I don't know from the LA dojo. Like I don't want Rocky Romero in there. They always go to Rocky yeah. Romero. Like I don't want Should be Rocky like, Romero is basically like AEW yeah. at this point. <laughs> like I want it uh, should be like um, Ishii or something. <laughs> yeah, and even Ishii has been there a lot. I want somebody that we haven't seen a lot. Mm-hmm. I want something. Shingo. Someone, exactly. That's what I want. That, mm-hmm. I want someone that... Yeah, Shingo would be seen. awesome. I want some someone that feels special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's another... Oh, maybe... Oh, actually, there's another guy that I think could be in it. I think maybe his stat status is a little higher, and we'll get to him later. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then, so this the next match... Yeah, the next match was for the AEW Women's World Title, and we got Hikaru Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm. Somebody I think I missed the ending of me. this match. I must have been, I don't know, toasting a bagel. Cause oh. I was kind of multitasking because I could still hear it because I had my headphones on. So sometimes I would get up and walk mm-hmm. around, and I was still listening to it. So I think I missed the finish because I heard some people okay. say, I loved the women's match, but I didn't love the finish. And I was like... Oh, I like the finish. It's funny. I don't remember. What but it was. Uh, the beginning of the match, I I really liked because um, Tony Storm lately, when she wrestles, she gives people a script yes. like, so that they they can follow the match. And this time, she tried to give Sheeta one, but then she ripped it up. So like, oh, she's going off script. And then um, uh, Tony Tony Storm has been like excellent lately. Like she's really found like she still does her all her Joshi like super strong spots, but then she's really found a good mixture of mixing her comedy stuff in. And it's great, like the zoom ins oh, with her dramatic yeah, poses. No, it was the it was like the pan and the ass. Yeah, the pan on her so butt. Yeah, funny. Yeah, this is what I mean. You can have funny shit like that in your matches, and heels can cheat. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like at one point, uh, uh, Luther. I forget what they call her as her butler, but I just call him Luther, which blew my mind the first time I figured out that was Luther. Luther. His name's Oh, do they? Okay, yeah, and it works. Okay. Which, yeah. I was just like, holy shit, that's Deathmatch Legend Luther? What the? <laughs> but um, uh, he gives her one shoe and then puts another shoe in the back of her pants. And so when Aubrey sees her with the shoe, she takes it, but then she takes out the other shoe and hits Sheeta with it, which is really funny. The only thing that was missing from this match from her is lately on TV when Tony Storm wrestles. Uh, I don't. I guess the ref tells her the time cues, but she's like, and now a word from our sports. And then it goes to commercials. So you don't get that on a pay-per-view. But yeah, makes sense. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, Tony Storm's chest was all bruised up because on Friday night, uh, Emi Sakura and her had a match, and they beat the dog shit out of each other. That match was awesome. Sorry, I realize my computer's not plugged in. I am shocked that it hasn't unplugged. Oh, no. Because <laughs> my battery... Yeah, did you know that... 
My battery's shit. Tony Storm and Amy Sakura had a match on Friday night? I did not, but when they mentioned yeah. the bruising on her chest, I was like, I might yeah. have to go find that. Yeah, that match, me, that, that match is awesome. That tells me that Emmy Soccer, I got the chops going. Yeah, they beat the hell out of each other. It was awesome. And then so uh, at one point, I liked it. She did try to do a move and um, rolled her ankle, and Tony Storm immediately went into an ankle lock. And they're like, oh, she normally doesn't do that. And the Taz is like, yeah, she ripped up the script, remember? It was really funny. And then <laughs> she takes off uh, her boot, tries to hit her with it. And then uh, at some point, Sheeta beats up. Luther with the kendo stick, and while she's doing that, Tony takes the pan that her shoes were originally on, puts it in her um, her shorts, but like on her uh, ass. Cheek. I mean, I'll just be honest. Yeah, Tony Storm has a large posterior, so there's not much pant there to cover it up. So you can clearly just see the um, the uh, <laughs> the frying pan part. She does the hip hip attack on Sheeta. With the I metal pan first, knocking her out. Doing it, but I guess it started falling down, so she stopped and pulled yeah. it back up. <laughs> started, <Yeah. laughs> but it was just mm-hmm. funny because it fit in with her character. Like she did a stop, yeah. did like a big like <gasps> facial expression, yeah. <laughs> and then nailed her with it. Gets the three count. Gone. She's also now a three time, three time. AEW Women's World Champ, and which is I cool. loved that she lay on the ground and the camera sort of spun over top of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And she did immediately like cut cut back to black and white. And then Mariah May came out, which is like her super fan. Which I'm sure will they'll do some story where like one of them's shitty to the other one, and then that leads to the, a match between them. Yeah, great, but match. Um, a fantastic match. Oh, like a fucking oh yeah, Joshi match. Yeah, yeah. Mariah May, like she. She looks like like a you're like a diva, you know, from like the early two thousands because she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. But she can she can go, man. She's really good. I, I haven't seen much of her matches. Looks like a diva, but rushes, matches I've seen, she's like really good. Joshi. Yes, yes, yeah. That's the that's great. It, 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 go, yeah. it it'll surprise people when it happens. So that's what's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Yeah. Yep. And then so after that is when we got. Uh, Kingston announcing what we just talked about, and then we go to the fatal four way ladder tag team title match. And this oh, match was fucking bonkers. Fucking shit. <laughs> this is this match of, was awesome. This is one of the better ladder matches I've 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 seen, and definitely yeah. one of like up there with Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of poor or like boring or sorry, I'll say disjointed ladder matches in AEW when it's like the yeah huge, like there's when there's lots the brass of brass in it ladder matches and stuff yeah yeah it always it always seems like just one guy's in there doing his spot while everyone else sort of sits around and you can sort of, it feels very choreographed this did not mm-hmm. feel like that this felt like a fucking war yeah so the match we have Ricky Starks and Big Bill FTR, Kings of the Black Throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody King, and Lo Faction in Gobernables, which is Roos and Drillistico, which Drillistico in all white looks like. And called their shot. Like, we're in the match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's pretty much like, that, that's like their story, too. Like, they just inserted themselves because on Collision, uh, FTR are still mad at Ricky Starks and Big Bill for taking their titles, but Kings or House of Black's been stalking FTR. And so the, all those have been bleeding over. And then, uh, LFI just came out and said, uh, we're, we're in this match now, too. That's like pretty much how the whole storyline went. The old CM uh, Punk's friend. Rouge is over, man. Yeah. Rouge is, Rouge is over. over I was which like, is cool. 
I was like, we're in L.A. Like, there is a big, like, Latino community yeah. in, in L.A. I was wondering if that was the case. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Roosh was, like, more over than I've ever seen him in AEW. Yeah. He had him and, fans uh, out of the palm of his hand. Yeah, him and House of Black and Ricky Starks seemed to be, like, super over during this match. I mean, yeah, I kept Black, hearing FTR getting booed House when they were going for the titles. Brody King, who's mm-hmm. Van Eyes. So he he's an LA boy, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, no, it's the like, LA yeah, hardcore scene F- showed FDR up from last night. Was weird. I just don't think people wanted him to get the titles back so soon because they got cheered when they came out for yes. the match. But I just think, well, yeah. Sometimes the, as the match goes on, people start getting booed because of <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And Jerilisico, who normally wears all black, wearing all white, made him look a lot like Sin Cara. And I was like, is that Sin Cara? I was like, what the hell's happening? He, like, wore all white with red and green. Get the Mexican flag colors going, which is, is cool. He, is he AEW now? Yeah, yeah. He, and, yeah, him and Roosh signed. Okay, I wasn't sure if Jerilisico signed. <laughs> I knew I knew Roosh. Did he signed. Get, did they get Because you remember when Roosh... Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know they're signed. Because I remember Roosh... You remember when Roosh... Just had that short-term deal because he was still in CMLL or yeah. AAA, whichever one he was in. I think Roosh got and then, the graphic when he first came in, so they didn't have to yeah. redo the graphic. But Drillistico, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, was sort of like a guest spot at, for a while. He might still be because I, I see that Lucha Block thing after all the same bumps he took where he has a AAA title match I mean, tonight. They, they do still have <laughs> their uh, – I think they – I don't know if they still have their deal with AAA. But. They do. They, they do. do, so that could be why he still has that match yep. there. Like it's Kenny it's goes, crazy how they do it because they have a new deal with CMLL. Those two companies, CMLL and AAA, don't like each other. So if they're doing ban people from, I'm surprised they've yep. been able to. I mean, AW so what they, does things what that they, no company's ever done. So what you do if they do like CMLL CMLL stuff, there'll be yeah. no AAA guys. Like even they, I don't even think they'll come to the building. Fine. And the same with AAA guys. Fine. Like they just yeah. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Not everyone's on the shows yeah. anyways. Yeah, that's true. But this match was just nuts. It's hard to say everything that happened. I know you can't. Cash hit Malachi Black with a stiff looking pile driver in the corner on a ladder. Uh there Brody was, King uh there killed the fucking Gonzo bomb on the ball on that same ladder. I screamed. Because the Gonzo bomb yeah, makes yeah. me scream as it is. It looks mm-hmm. like, it looks like the most wily coyote fucking move I've ever seen. The and name of it is legit perfect. The Gonzo, but it's Gonzo. Like it looks like he's literally just like slamming someone's head like like a stake into the ground, and they just standing yep. straight up. And he fucking did it on a ladder, which incredible. And then the man is wrestling fucking today. Again, yeah. in AAA. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after the Gonzo bomb, uh, Cash does a like a twisting, he like twisted midair cross body on, on Brody through the through the ladder, which was nuts. Brody got some nice color, which looked, which looked cool on his corpse. Looked cool with his white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like we got some meat chance when Brody and Big Bill started going at it. And uh, it was good. The ending was cool where they were... Cash and Ricky Starks were on top of the ladder, and uh, they both hit each other with the belts, so it would knock them down. But then 
Big Bill's there to catch Ricky Starks and put him back up on top so he could grab the belts. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I did also just love just like the the big dick energy of uh I think was it Dash? Is his name Dash? Cash. Dex. With, Cash Dex. or Dex. Cash. <laughs> with, with Cash and um and um Roosh meeting at the top of the ladder at the beginning of the match and then just deciding to come back down the ladder, push it over and start. Yeah, they say, Oh, we're not done yet and they just start fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just big dick energy from both guys, exuding, <laughs> just massive, just flopping they, around the table. They had a match on collision for like before the pay per view and they beat the hell out of each other. That match was awesome too. Roosh is is a scary man. Mm-hmm. Roosh is one of Roosh is one of those guys, you know, when people talk about like who would you want on your team in a bar fight and they always talk about like Haku or Roosh is mm-hmm. one of those guys. I say I want Roosh. Yeah. yeah. Roosh would fuck I up. I love that Roosh would fuck yeah, up. When you, you when you watch his matches, you know one of his signature spots is like choking people with the cord. I love that his cord's yellow and it's not attached to anything he like broke a camera once. <laughs> trying to choke someone with a cord. He like grabbed a camera cord and broke the camera. <laughs> um, Which is really oh, funny. He did his bull's horns to, yes, to on Bill the ladder. with the, cam- oh, with the mm-hmm. fucking ladder. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shades of fucking, that was the, that's like the Brit and um, uh, mm-hmm. Thunderosa spot. Like I thought Thunderosa would be back by now. Yeah. I don't know. I know she just been doing Spanish commentary for him, but I don't. I don't know. Weird. She. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She might. She might be done as wrestling in AEW. Like it just might be. Too Maybe she still. Like I follow her on Twitter, and she she tweets about the shows all the time, like hyping them up. No, so I think I, I, I think know. she's an employee with the company, but like mm-hmm. she, or I know she's an employee with the company, but like, like it's possible. Maybe she's just uncomfortable with the. Uh, because there is legit drama and heat in that locker room towards her. She just mm-hmm. might not be comfortable in, like, wrestling in there right now. I don't know. Maybe she just doesn't want to. Who knows? Yeah. It's possible she's hurt. Like, sometimes injuries Could just be. don't let you come back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. What's and, next? And so Ricky starts a big bill win, which I really thought House of Black was going to win. I don't know why. That, that's who I had in my mind who was going to win. Well, but well, I, I mean, did going like... Up, going up against like uh, three other legit names with uh, with abbreviated names, which is funny that uh, mm-hmm. they talked about that, where Ricky Starks is just like, there's too many abbreviated names yeah. in the tech division. You just just have two men's names. It's cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, to have, I like because on be the guys to beat all these established teams was uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Not because on way, co- just interesting. Yeah, because on Collision, uh, Ricky Stark said that like uh, they were mad that you know they put in this match in the first place, but Tony Khan did let him pick the stipulation, and why wouldn't he choose a ladder match? Because Big Bill's seven foot tall, and he doesn't have to climb that far to grab the belts. So that's why there was a ladder match. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. justification of it, and I like that he calls Dax from uh, uh, FTR FTR bald. It, it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, people uh, people have been referring to them as that on Twitter for a while, mm-hmm. like FTR yeah. hair and FTR bald. 
Yeah. <laughs> black Twitter, Twitter specifically. I, is where mm-hmm. I saw, or uh, black wrestling Twitter, and that's Starks has connections in that uh, yeah community, so that makes sense. Yep, and then so right after that, I was a little worried because we had the women's triple threat for the TBS title: Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue versus Julie Hart. But these ladies, they said, "No, nah, we're gonna win this crowd over after oh, that exciting match ladder was, match and put match on a pretty awesome, this was pretty cr- banger of a match. It was clean." Um, mm-hmm. Fucking Sky Blue came out with a banger of a song, a new yeah. one, some fucking metal yeah. tour. <laughs> um, I was like, oh shit! She threw down her baseball cap too and put on like a like a black rose crown, which is yeah, cool. that was cool. Her makeup looks sick too. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Her just her vision of corp, her version of corpse paint, but blue. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I like that. Good look. Um, Julia Gulia came out with, as you said, probably the best wrestling entrance music in the biz. Oh yeah, I love I love that song. Shout out to uh, Dying Wish, the band that performs her song, and uh, her her gear was cool too. It's like it's like I couldn't tell what it was at first, but it was like a stained glass broken heart. It was cool. Oh, and she had I didn't, the heart I didn't even painted that. on her face. Yeah, I, I didn't it. notice it till till the end. I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, Chris Statlander is running through the gamut of. Ben Stiller costumes. <laughs> yeah, she said Globo Jim Cobras. <laughs> she even had the little dance, the little march mm-hmm. out We're better than you. like that. And we know it. Yeah. But this match was a ton of fun. These three ladies worked really well together. Oh, they were good. The chemistry was on point. Um, the uh, Sky Blues, Sky Blue looked great. Um, sometimes her Code Blue, I mean, Something like a code red or a code blue r- relies a lot on the other person to know what to do mm-hmm. in a certain moment. Yeah. It's like when fucking Roddy took a header the other day doing a... Yeah, off the Spanish fly. Doing a Spanish fly. It, Spanish flies mm-hmm. are basically you're doing a backflip. Yeah. And he did a backflip and landed on his head. Um, mm-hmm. Like he, It's like you're... It's, uh, it was his fault. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes the her because she has some complicated. Her code blue is the is the coolest looking thing I've ever seen, but it doesn't always work out because it's it's really complicated. Sometimes the other person doesn't always hit it. But the one that she hit on uh, Chris Statlander in this match, where she fucking rolled up her like a ball up her back, <laughs> and then hit her with the code. I was like, fuck, that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And you could, she could only do it to someone as big as uh, Chris Statlander because the mm-hmm. person needs strength. It was cool. She, she's blue. Was, she looked like Sonic fucking rolling up a ramp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this match was cool. Uh, I loved the Statlander series of German suplexes where she just kept oh suplexing God. both of them. The commentary here, where a fucking who said it? I think it was Excalibur said, and uh, you could almost say, um, oh, fuck. she is a human oh, suplex yeah. machine. No, is that what it was? What's the Brock Lesnar thing? Fuck, uh, Suplex City. Yeah, she always took her to Suplex City, and then Taz is like, "Oh, easy there, buddy. Easy, easy <laughs> there, buddy. Hold on, buddy. Easy there, buddy." I'm like, Taz is trying to save a fucking lawsuit here. <laughs> he <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> knows that shit's copyrighted. He's like, X, 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 X. Tony's going to be mad. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. yeah, so I thought that was so funny when he fucking used the suplex city line. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so the end of the match, uh, Statlander hits Saturday Night Fever on Sky Blue, and then as she's going for the pin, Julia runs in, knocks Statlander out, and then pins Sky Blue to win, and we have a new TBS champion. So two new champs in the women's division. Cool. Awesome. I loved it. <laughs> um, great match. Clean. Bet. I think probably Sky Blue's best match, and I think probably Julia Gulia's best match as well. Yeah. Chris Statlander's had a ton probably, of bangers at this point. Yeah, it's Chris Statlander. I mean, we already know Chris Statlander's really good. But um, uh, Julia's probably my most improved wrestler of this year. Like she's really like yeah. coming to her oh, own for, and stuff. It's awesome. By a wide margin. Because like <laughs> when Sky Blue came in, I was like, okay, there's a lot of talent there. I can see why. And like she's just her natural progression makes sense. Uh when Julia came in, she was raw, raw, raw. Like super <laughs> raw. She was just a she was just a cheerleader. Like uh, that was her background. Like she came in and you're like, okay, she's got a look. She's pretty um, mm-hmm. and they like her, but like she could flame out just as easily as she could um, succeed. And she wasn't over. She was just the like, oh, she's blonde. Let's put her with the varsity blondes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now she's well, arguably the most compelling person in the women's division. Mm-hmm. So yeah, her hanging out the house of black has really helped her. Because I know her and like. Brody are like legit friends, like outside of wrestling. Like, yeah, even when they first brought her into House of Black, it was cool. Mm-hmm. But she's evolved to such a higher level. Her promo packages are really cool. Her mm-hmm. presentation is cool. Her ring gear is cool. Her hat with the fucking stained glass around it is cool. Mm-hmm. Music is cool. The storyline is cool. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good for her, yeah. man, because she came in as like an afterthought and has mm-hmm. really evolved. And you can see you can see a women's division down the line being anchored by someone like her. Mm-hmm. For sure. And she's young. She's so young. Yeah, she's young. 22. 20, ah, 21, fuck. 22, because she... She was she a minor out, she was when the, she joined the company, man. <laughs> yeah. She was like she, 18. Yeah. It's like Nick Wayne and Billy Starks right now. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, because she posted she's like the youngest champ ever in AEW now. By Wild. the title last night. It's crazy mm-hmm. that it wasn't MJF. Yeah, well, I think it was MJF until she just yeah. won it because she was 22. I think MJF joined the company at 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he first... Like when the company started. Okay, yeah. what's next? Ooh, we're at seventy. So next minutes. we got, we got the. Well, we could probably start going. Well, one match might take a while, but yeah. we got uh, AEW's latest recruit. Revealed. Yes. Lots of in- speculation, and then with the, all the Ronda Rousey stuff, the good everyone, decision, including myself. Yeah, yeah, everyone and myself started getting a little worried. It's like, oh no, I got Not worried her. at <laughs> first until I actually saw. The, the footage of how Ronda Rousey debuted, and I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. she's just Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't even know if she's in the company company. I don't know if she just did, like, a one-off, because Tony, during the media scrum, says, like, uh, yeah, I hope to work with her more in the future. Like, that's what he said about okay. it. Okay, so I she mean, she came even... out, and she wrestled with Shafir. Marina. And, like, yeah. like, 
The thing was, AEW didn't try and keep it a secret. Or Tony didn't try and yeah. keep Ronda Rousey a secret. So, mm-hmm. And then when I saw uh, Tony's... Um, I guess they had some f- video footage to go along with his... Uh, his Q and A, where uh, where mm-hmm. he said like, "Oh yes, this person is." He reiterated, "This person is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, um, and respected mm-hmm. by everyone in in the company." I was like, "Okay, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world." He wouldn't he wouldn't attach that moniker to Ronda, and I think he I think they knew that if there was rumors about Rhonda joining the company. People would be worried that it was Rhonda joining the company. So they had to get her out there ahead of time so that they knew it wasn't yeah. her. Because he knows. He's not that stupid. He went through the Christian Cage mm-hmm. situation and has not done the Christian Cage situation since. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he learned his lesson. Christian Cage is a legend. But, like, even, even he, people were like, it's going to be John Cena. Like, <laughs> like, he knows how people think at this point. Mm-hmm. He knows that they're, like, if you use the words that you use, like, it's got to be the top, top tier. And there was really, there's only one person that the fans would have been happy with. Or, sorry, two people that the fans would have been happy with. Mercedes Monet and Will Ospreay. And there's maybe only four people that would have qualified. And that mm-hmm. would have included at five. We'll say five. That would have included um Sammy Callahan. Um that would have included Chris Hero. And that would have included Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler not <laughs> available yet. Um, Sammy yeah. Callahan probably coming in because he's been backstage and there's just rumors that they're working with him to come into the company. Yeah, and him and him and Mox are really good friends too. So, but like to bring him in on this stage with like to bring any of those guys in on this stage with saying all those things would have been setting them up for selves for disaster. Even though mm-hmm. they probably all the things that they attach them probably do qualify. Like they are respected mm-hmm. by everybody and they are some of the best wrestlers in the world, like legitimately, but the fans would have given mm-hmm. them to shreds. Yeah. Like the only yeah. two successful debuts in this spot is, um, Mercedes and Will Ospreay. The only, mm-hmm. six, the only things that would have worked. So when Will's music hit, I was like, thank Christ. Yeah, me too. I was and I knew it was so going to be big. I knew it was going to, mm-hmm. I knew Tony wasn't that stupid. Mm-hmm. He's not a dumb man. And then, uh, uh, so he comes out, I goes nuts, and uh, he talks. Uh, what does he say? He said he's. He said he can't. He said he's joining, but he can't wrestle here yet because uh, he, when he was twenty two or something, he's thirty now. He signed an eight year deal with New Japan, and that ends soon. So, or he said by the time for Revolution, right? He'll yeah. Be back. So he's the standard New Japan. Um, contract situation mm-hmm. which would mean it'll yep. end right around new year right right at wrestle yep. kingdom is when their contract ends so he'll have a big match at wrestle kingdom and then he'll be with AEW. and 
I love which, that New Japan this has is allowed a, this. Yeah, and during the media scrum, I know Tony Khan said that he kept he wanted to keep Will here so that he could still work in New Japan too because he knows how much New Japan means to him. Yeah, and a- a- which a- this is AEW guys can work with New Japan. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gates of Agony are wrestling in the World Tag League right now, which is great. I think they're going to be over huge. Is yeah. World Tag League happening right now? I think it just started. Okay, to, uh, this morning like, they have big uh, Viking Raiders potential for me in New Japan. Like in mm-hmm. Japan, I think they're over. I think they get over. Mm-hmm. They're that kind of team, that uh, yeah. Gaijin team that Japan tends to gravitate towards. They just yeah. like guys like that, and they're they're talented as yeah, hell. He tells, so. mm-hmm. um, he told but, Tom, Tony Khan to line up everyone, especially next year for Wembley. So probably after he finishes up, I know he has a match at Wrestle Kingdom. So after that, he's probably. But what what I mentioned earlier about the C one. I could see Will Ospreay being in that. I think his his stature might make it a little too big. Mm-hmm. Like I think well, he's, Brian Danielson in it. Oh, actually, that's true. You're right. So I could see uh, Will Ospreay being in that because he is technically New Japan and he is also technically AEW. So, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, well, it starts now, but he's still New Japan, but they could have him there. And yeah, he's already exactly. here in the States already. So, Like, I think it would be a best of both worlds, to be honest. <laughs> I think that and, would be kind of a genius idea, would be to include him in it. And um, what a what a transformation Will Ospreay's had, because I remember, I remember you and I on this podcast a couple years ago talking him. about how we don't really like Will Ospreay. Well, and now we're excited for him to be, oh, he's I matured mean, a lot. He has matured a lot, and I think, like, the shit that was wrong with him was before he even signed with New Japan. It was mm-hmm. like, he was a teenager, I think, mm-hmm. or just about a teenager, and people yeah. can evolve, and for me, if if you can not do those things again for a period of time, I mean, I always say that I want to hear the apology, um, mm-hmm. Which I think he's kind of kind of has given sort of a little wishy washy, but um, like he's I don't know he was young so I'll I'll forgive young mistakes, especially <laughs> that young mistake. That particular young mistake is a mistake that lots of young men make, which is <laughs> defending friends when uh, creepy men being creepy Behavior or happens. sexual yeah. assault or any of that stuff comes up. When you're young, men tend to default go hard towards um, defending their friends. Mm-hmm. Like I remember just in workplaces, men being like, mm-hmm. like uh, in the, in the back of the workplace, men being like, Oh yeah, but you can't believe women. They love to lie about that shit. That's just how men talk when they're younger. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunately how it was. I remember being kind of shocked at that, but like by and large, that's that's the thinking that we have mm-hmm. to work on as men, as evolved people going forward yes. in the world. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, he he put he made a mistake when he was younger defending a friend. And hasn't seemed to have made any other mistakes since then. So I am. I'm. I'm. I haven't cleared him of that issue, but like I have, like 
okay, he seems to have matured and everyone mm-hmm. likes him. So if enough good people like you, I tend to think that they know a little more about you than I do because I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way I see it. It's like, okay, if all these people are vouching for you, then you're probably a good, or they probably know more about you than I do. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, he's done. Uh, he's done well to re- rehabilitate his image. I'm sure Twitter <laughs> probably thinks he's a twat still, but <laughs> wanka. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It'll be it'll be cool to see him join the Don Callis family as well. I thought it was interesting that mm-hmm. they didn't play into that at all. Yeah. He he was very much Will Ospreay, the the human, not Will Ospreay, the mm-hmm. wrestler in this moment. But cool. This is yeah. it couldn't have gone better. Cuz it no, could have yeah. been a disaster. It, <laughs> it could have been mm-hmm. a disaster depending on who came out. Yeah, right, yeah. Moving for on. sure. And so next we have the match of the night and my favorite match of the year as of now. We have Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland in a Texas death match. Mm. And boy, this match was incredible. It was violent. It was bloody. It was my favorite. They took it to a whole nother level. This match time. was awesome. My favorite feud of all time. Mm-hmm. And like they haven't been doing it for very long, so that says something. Like the build. Yeah. I mean, it did stem from the last pay-per-view, I guess. But, uh, yeah, just incredible. Real, the realism, the stakes, the, like, you, it's so believable, so violent. Mm-hmm. Um, the details that Hangman said, I guess Hangman, um, I don't know who said this. I saw, so it looked like a quote online, but uh, it was, I guess, Hangman saying, yeah, you were commenting commenting on my look and my attitude and how it didn't seem like I care, but you seem to not understand that like the butterflies on my shirts are gone, the tassels are gone, the the bright colors are gone. I've I'm I've been in this hell. You haven't realized that I've already changed and I'm dragging you down. Like mm-hmm. uh, like no, I'm here already, buddy. Like you're not taking me anywhere that I'm not already at, and like that, I was like, that was a cool little detail. He really did change, like got rid of all the little, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't notice aspects that. of his clothing, mm-hmm. and like it was something that you didn't notice. You didn't notice what was different about Hangman physically, but there was. You knew mm-hmm. something was different, but you, I couldn't put a finger on it. Like he just looked harder. He looked yeah. like a harder, more dangerous man as the weeks went on. And I'm looking at him like, but he's not any different. I don't know what it is, but the, whatever their presentation of him, it just worked. And part of it was just eliminating the fun, stylish aspects of him for a harder, darker man. And mm-hmm. fuck, it's just, this is one of the greatest feuds I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And like, so Swerve gets a special entrance with Prince Nana and uh, backup dancers. They do their whole dance and Swerve oh comes God. out. I was screaming. It's <laughs> so both funny and incredible and like well done. Like he added, he added choreography to his dance. 
yeah. too, that he was doing <laughs> along with the with the dancers. Mm-hmm. And then so uh, as he's doing the Prince Nana keeps saying whose house and the crowd's chance Swerve's house. We don't even get a hangman page entrance. He comes rushing to the ring, start of the match, duct tape Swerve's hands, and immediately state starts staple gun in his chest. Well like actually a minute he, and a half. He started into the, the match. match with a he started the match with a buckshot lariat. He started the match with yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like to first move of the match. Finisher. I was like, "This is fucking <laughs> awesome." I was, I was stone cold with my hands up, leaning back in my chair. It's like, "Oh, yeah. oh this boy's he, cooking." <laughs> yeah, and then he so he duct tapes Swerve's hands together, starts stapling his chest, and I was like, "Oh, is there real staples?" And then the camera showed his chest, and there were staples sitting. And I was like, "God, damn that!" Stapling hurt. his forehead, stapling <laughs> his cheeks. Mm-hmm. He stapled his he kid's stapled, art to his face. Yeah, to his face, and then. Um, uh, let's see. Then swerve to get out of that. Finally, or oh, oh, we can't f- go past the staple no. stuff because because Hangman starts ripping the staples out and then drinks <laughs> Swerve's blood. The blood which drips was, into <laughs> his mouth. Which, mm-hmm. to be clear, I I talked about this with someone who works in an OR, and I was saying he probably they probably had to do tests beforehand, mm-hmm. and he probably also didn't swallow. That's what she said or they said mm-hmm. that's what everyone said yeah um yeah but uh yeah he he probably spit it out or like let it dribble out of mm-hmm. his mouth without swallowing it when he did like the triple h spit with it like <laughs> and then uh like the coolest visual i've ever seen yeah because it, it reminds it, it me looked of like he had uh it looked like he had like wrestling face paint on but it was Swerve's <laughs> blood that had dripped in different directions down. I was like, this is the yeah. fucking coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's and, disgusting, but it's cool. And commentary uh, brought it up, and I was like, yeah, this is, they said this is like an iconic moment. It's like when um, Jerry Lynn, is that? Wrote that's his die name. Yeah. On his, Die on his chest with yeah. uh, Steve Carino's blood. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's like a... And so... So the, the match just gets crazier from there. Cause so uh, after all that, uh, Swerve gets a low blow on Page and then is able to cut out of the duct tape. And then uh, he gets a. Does this one they bring out the barbed wire chair? I don't know. Oh, no. He starts stapling gun in his own chest. Like he's like, this doesn't hurt me anymore. Swerve does, which was nuts. Shown that he's just a complete psychopath. Yeah, like and that then, one scene. I don't know if you saw the first Shaft remake. Where the, the bad guy stabs mm-hmm. himself with the, with the fucking yeah. weapon. Or he's like, I'm a hard man. He starts stabbing himself. Yeah, that's exactly this. Cool, mm-hmm. cool shit. At one point, we get a Death Valley driver on the apron with a cinder block sitting there. We got a, Lots of barbed wire spots. We got a pile driver just on the fucking barricade. And yeah. even the, the announcers are like, I don't know how he did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that there was, was shit in this that- match I've never seen in wrestling. I've never mm-hmm. seen that before. Yeah. We got just so much. It's like so hard to remember. We got a, he, we thought he was getting thumbtacks and he poured broken glass out on Hangman's the, back the and then did a stomp. 450. He oh, 450 yeah, it wasn't even him. the sort of stomp. I thought it was going to be the stomp, <laughs> but he did a 450, which would cut himself up mm-hmm. more than the stomp would. Yeah. Uh, this match even found time to put a comedy spot in it that worked where Prince Nana to buy Swerve some time hit Hangman with a chair. 
Hangman no sells it, takes him over the apron, and while he's doing that, Prince Nana starts dancing to try to get him to stop. And then he swear or Hangman picks him up in the dead eye and dead eyes him through a table. The the, <laughs> the table. Yeah. Prince Nana is the MVP. I'll give oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that man. And he was not over when he first came into the company, and now he's one of nope. the most over people in the company. Yeah. That my only negative, it didn't take me out of the match, is Brian Cage coming yeah. out. I mean, I get it. It's a heel group, but this match didn't need it, I think. But no, it, it, it's it fine because un- it didn't. It was unnecessary, but it it didn't mm-hmm. overstay. I mean, yeah. By definition, it overstayed its welcome, but it came in, Hangman fought it off, mm-hmm. kicked him out of the fucking hit him with the thing, and then he's gone. So yeah, he, he hit him with the elbow with barbed wire wrapped around his yeah. arm. But so at the end of the match, after uh, Hangman. Dead eyes, uh, nod through it. Swerve takes that cinder block that he had earlier, busts it over the back of his head, and then um, he starts seeing him stir. He starts stirring. He's getting back up. So then Swerve hangs Hangman with the chain over the guardrail, and uh, Hangman can't beat the count. He starts to stir at like eight or nine, but it's still it's too late. He can't get up. And love it. I did. Not Hangman lost that. his first Texas Death Match. Yeah, and I did not expect um, Swerve to beat him because he's two and zero against Hangman. So yeah. for, for me, like this may be the end of the feud. I doubt it is because I think they'll want to give Hangman that that rub. But like they gotta give Hangman the final the final victory. That's just maybe <laughs> like maybe they just leave it here and they just let Swerve or they could ascend. Yeah, they could leave it here for a while and have Hangman come back down like, the line. Let, let Swerve, I don't know. Let Swerve go be the TNT champion or something. Like, let him go mm-hmm. do things. Let him go. Let him go beat Orange Cassidy or something. Like, let him oh, be the international awesome. champion. Let him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Put him in the tournament. After that match last night, I want him to be the one. Uh, to beat MJF for the put, title, put him like, in I'll, the I'll, C, put him in the C one tournament. Let him be that champ. Mm-hmm. Like fuck, like uh, here's the thing. Like you want him to be the one to beat MJF? Is that what you said? Yeah, just after the match last no, night because he he's so good. He could. I think mm-hmm. I, he's at that level. And I think mm-hmm. from the storylines that we've seen, I think it would. I think it legitimately would elevate the show to a place mm-hmm. that we haven't seen. Because as I said, great. I mean, recency bias, of course, but I think favorite feud I've ever seen. Because here's the thing, mm-hmm. I think it. I am on record saying that my favorite match I've ever seen is the first Kenny Omega match I've ever seen, which was the match with Okada, the first one, mm-hmm. um, in New Japan. And the one thing I always said about New Japan, and I love New Japan, and that was peak New Japan, like the greatest, the greatest uh, wrestling matches I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Was that? Uh, that New Japan and their matches would be a little bit better if they were able to include a little more story into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a little more what we are used to in North America. Just just give some some uh, some reasoning for why these guys are doing it, as, aside from just sports and j- just sports. Um, so that is where... I think this match, even though it's not quite like 
the perfect match of all time, which is what Okada <laughs> versus Kenny is, that kind of raises it to that level is the inclusion mm. of an actual feud. Like, there's no yeah. real, like, feuds in New Japan. It's just they're wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they're rivals. But not feuding, per se. But th- this is, like, this is the greatest feud of all time. And that's, I think it's, like, it's in my top five of all time. It's mm-hmm. easily, by the time the match finished, is easily my match of the year. And I was there for Forbidden Door. Yeah. And that was by far and away the greatest match, Kenny versus Osprey of the year. Like, by a wide margin was my match of the year. And now this just mm-hmm. fucking kicked that match in the nuts. Because, like, uh, Kenny versus Osprey didn't have a, didn't have a ton of storyline there. It was Osprey mm-hmm. showed up. <laughs> Osprey showed up is what it was to help. Yeah, to help uh, Don. So yeah, it's uh, the, this has the combination of a of a perfect match with the perfect feud, which I think mm-hmm. uh, puts it up there, like like on the level with my favorite match of all time. But again, oh, yeah. it's been it's... less than twenty four hours, so yeah. <laughs> But, like, I mean, like, the beginning of the match when he started getting stapled, it's like, yep, this is my match of the year. Like, this is nuts already. And then they just only upped it from there. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't gross and gratuitous for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it fed the story. It well, made, yeah. It I mean, Swerve went into his house. Like, you, you, you can see how he's justified in all, everything he's doing right like, now. Some matches are just, like... Okay, like they're doing these things to win. It's a hardcore match. There's not much. There's not a reasoning for it. Like there was, uh, there was context. Like mm-hmm. that, this match had the context that made like stapling his kid's art to his face was really poetic. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. that is, that's gnarly. <laughs> Like, this is gruesome, but also has, like, this is a dad fighting for his kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know who should face... Ooh. What? Actually, you just came up with something. <laughs> no, I was thinking... Something about dads and kids and going into people's... Christian. Something there. With Christian Cage... Maybe for either of these two guys. Oh yeah, and Christian versus Hangman would be a, a good feud. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like Hangman's got the has the uh, paternal storyline going right now, and then you have the whole patriarchy paternal thing with Christian. That would be a cool feud. Mm-hmm. Hangman getting the TNT title would be kind of cool. Yeah, but even. Uh, Swerve, I mean, they're both heels, so it doesn't really work. But if, uh, if for whatever reason, at the end of all this, Christian turns back to face, um, and I don't know, maybe he still has his goons. Uh, anyways, just the history with Swerve and, um, Nick Wayne, and the history with Swerve and Darby, and, uh, there's something they could do there with Christian would be kind of cool as well. Cause I would love to see the, 
I would love to see Swerve get a title. And I think the mm-hmm. TNT title would be cool for him. Although that's more, that's more of a... Here's the thing. Christian has changed it from just the workhorse title. Yeah. And that's all... The so international title is kind of the workhorse title it now. Because like, it's, it's interesting how that happened. It's like they mm-hmm. needed the international title to take that spot because Christian was being the best Christian he's ever been mm-hmm. doing his thing and you couldn't put a stop to that. So you have to pivot and then make the international title that role. And it kind of, mm-hmm. it shows you why the international title is necessary. <laughs> it's basically yep. just because of Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like Christian doesn't get to be daddy if we don't, uh, we don't have mm-hmm. the international title. That's true. That's very true. Anyways, this makes me so next, excited going for oh, <laughs> fuck yeah four minutes. So next this this next match we don't have is not a lot to say. It's the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. If the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets have to break up. If the Golden Jets win, they get the Young Bucks number one contendership. Great fucking match. Uh, yeah, this match was fun. It wasn't too long. Uh, they had a hard time following up that like match of the year. No, which but it's like tough for anyone to be in. Like, Pitch perfect match though, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no notes, guys, no notes. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah, they, is, this is great. The Bucks worked over um, Jericho's arm. Fart? They I even farted. made his arm bleed. Hear it. Huh? I farted. What'd you say? I farted oh. on here. I did not hear anything. Good. Glad I brought attention. And then, to uh, <laughs> yeah. So the the young Bucks worked Jericho's arm the whole time, even getting it to bleed. This Judas effect arm which is smart. And then it's pretty much Kenny being torn. Like, I don't want to do this stuff. At one point, the Bucks kicked, uh, Matt Jackson kicked Kenny in the dick, which is pretty nuts. Uh, I like the tease that Kenny did where Jericho and Nick were each on one side of the ring. And it's like, he teased like he's going to V trigger uh, Jericho, but he ran right by him and then V triggered Kenny or uh, Nick, and we even got to see someone kick out of a one-winged, excuse me, one-winged angel, and it was Kenny kicking out of one for Matt Jackson. But the Golden Jets win, and the Young Bucks throw a temper tantrum, which is what they've been doing lately on the outside of the ring. Don Callis is on commentary. I really thought once Don Callis was on commentary, like, are the Bucks joining the, his family tonight? But I maybe think, they'll. I think they might eventually. I think they might actually. Mm-hmm. That, that would be cool. I would love that. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have never joined a faction that wasn't led by Kenny. Well, they were in Bull Club before Kenny. Right, in but Club. since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that Kenny was... Ah, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, they were they were Bullet Club before Kenny, but not for very long. For like yeah, yeah. a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've always been in groups with, with yeah. Kenny. But yeah. yeah. So that would actually be kind of cool. I think mm-hmm. I think because that uh, that mm, I mean I guess when um, Kyle Fletcher's partner comes back he'll be with them but they kind of kind of need a tag team over there. Mm-hmm. I think I think that would be cool like uh, fucking Yakuza ass bucks would be kind of cool. Seeing yeah, <laughs> seeing them in like suits or something. Mm-hmm. That, I mean that would be fun. Or put them in some like flashy Yakuza style shirts. That would be right up their alley. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd definitely be like the Yakuza game type Yakuza guys. <laughs> exactly. I mm-hmm. think they could have some fun with that. I Yeah. I don't know that they'll do that, but I think having Don Callis on commentary kind of shows it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. To me it shows that they've that they're that they've at least thought of it. You they could not have thought of it and or pitched it and or talked about that idea yeah. when when coming up with this. I don't, I don't think that I don't think there's a possibility that it hasn't at least come up in conference. They might have dismissed it immediately, but mm-hmm. I think it would be cool. It'd be fun. Are we on oh, the main yeah. event now? We are on the main event. Thank Christ. So what, <laughs> what we think is Adam Cole <laughs> what we think is Adam Cole versus Jay White. Uh, right when they're doing the announcements, you hear an ambulance and MJF comes back. He stole an ambulance, which is hilarious. I saw people online saying, like, I mean, that's the only way you can get through L.A. traffic in that amount of time. I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> still oh an God. ambulance. Do you know what's amazing? Then, like, what? uh, did you see Britt Baker's Twitter? Mm-hmm. She was yeah. working on Twitter. Yeah. She added so much realism to this. She was talking about, like, uh... Like how the hell did um, did MJF get a whole ass? Uh, sorry, she said. How are you gonna let my my husband go down to the ring when he just had surgery? Like she had like ten tweets throughout this match mm-hmm. where she's like, "This is like she was she was acting furious that Adam Cole was there." She, mm-hmm. She's like, "This man has been telling me he can't do the dishes because he can't stand, and yet he's mm-hmm. standing at ringside for this match." The whole time. Yeah, whenever the, the graphic dropped earlier in the show, she just tweeted out, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she she made it seem like this was real. And I fucking loved it. And she said, I, uh, she said how Some part of me still thinks she's she's the devil. She I very well could. Oh, but, like, it, mm-hmm. she's as equal a possibility as anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing she said, like, how, when MJF comes out, or is there, like, 45 security guys trying to stop him from getting down to the ring. But my husband who can't fucking watch and is on crutches gets a fucking there's no buddy trying mm-hmm. to impede him from getting down. Like it was it was a concerned angry wife mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to stop her husband from getting murdered. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It was really good, and I was like, "Okay, are they going to do the Kevin Nash? Is he going to?" That's what I thought. He was I thought they. Do. I thought he yeah. was. Or, I mean, they would never do it. Or he lies down, uh, mm-hmm. gets pinned, belt goes to Jay White, and he's like, "I was the double." Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, something like they, that. If you're going to do something like that, don't do it on a pay per view. Do no, that on no exactly. Dynamite. That that's why I knew they weren't going to do it. But in my mind, mm-hmm. like, that that would be clever, but mm-hmm. bad. Clever, yeah. but a bad idea. Yeah, but not for a pay-per-view, but for Dynamite. Not every idea yeah, I, I have is that. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but, so MJF yeah. comes in. So he, as I just said, he's getting uh, held back by people. No, he limps his way down the ring. They have the match. Obviously, Jay White is going after that leg, that quad, all match. Um, he's wearing him out. MJF, but is using his he's using his underhanded tactics 
to to get back in. He's using his eye pokes. He's using his low blows. He's using his. He used the fucking top rope tombstone, which you knew he was going to. You knew yeah, he was going to mess his knee more. And this is like he did. Oh, good. This is like MJF's final form of selling his knee. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the, he's Frieza. This is my final form. Um, because he's been selling his knee for like two years in every single mm-hmm. big match. This is basically just a regular ass MJF match. It's no different yeah. than what he normally does, just with some added spice of uh, a pilmanizer at the beginning. He just started yeah. the match selling as opposed to working his way up to selling. Yeah. He did this cool move in the corner where he like, they were in the corner turnbuckles and he tosses uh, oh, yes. Jay White up. And then, like Scorpion kicked him or something. It was cool. Awesome. I don't even know how to describe it. So it was yeah. like a, it was like his version of a cheeky Nando's, mm-hmm. which we saw twice in, on this uh, show. Yeah, which now makes sense because they signed a loss. <laughs> oh my god! There was one person I don't remember who did it. Um, it might have been Buddy Murphy, where he he put. Uh, Claudio in the cheeky Nando's thing, and then just kicked him three times. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's Buddy Murphy." Christ, yeah. chill. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to the main. Yeah, the this match was fun. At one point, uh, MJF tries to put Switchblade on a table, and the table just collapses. I saw everyone on Twitter because, like, throughout the whole night, people were getting thrown into the table, yeah. and I heard people on I saw people on Twitter say like that table's had enough. <laughs> but that didn't stop MJF because he still just elbow dropped to the floor. Like which is that was fucked. crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. I know, That's I know he was selling that. like a commitment. leg injury, but his hips, yeah, his hips got to be hurting from landing that. That is commitment to the spot. Mm-hmm. Man. They could have been like, okay, let's do something else, but they're like, nah, yeah. we're doing it anyways. Yeah, it's like I'm already up here, so <laughs> the table is like break your fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so towards the finish of the match. MJF gets put in a figure four, and Adam Cole looks like he's going to throw in the towel, I but he doesn't. He MJF to, reverses and that it. That would be his mm-hmm. reveal. I thought he was going. Yeah, to. me too. Yes. He also went to hit um, Jay White with the belt, but ended. Did he end up hitting MJF? No, Jay White took it from him. Yes, because he he tried to like brace himself on his crutches to be able to hit him, and, and while he's doing that, again, Jay White I took thought, it. I thought that was. I thought that was, uh, and I still think it is, um, mm-hmm. him feigning, like pretending like he's going to hit Jay White, but allowing him to take it from him so that he can yeah, hit Jay White. Because then after he that, to do he backfired. Everything. Yeah, because then he tried to um, give MJF his dynamite ring, but he just set it on the apron like he didn't toss it to him. Yeah, he knows that MJF can't move. Mm-hmm. Like He knows that the likeliness of MJF being the one to get the ring is unlikely. Yeah, and if commentary is bringing it up too, like throughout the match, Adam Cole is saying like, "Do the dive, do the jive, Max," and they're like, "Why would you want him to do the dive with his leg hurt?" And like he's, he told them, he, like, he do was this. betraying Max this whole mm-hmm. this whole oh. fight while making it seem like he was helping him. Mm-hmm. MJF. Before we get to the real finish, there's one other move we got to talk about. MJF took some crazy bumps. He did a running. Diamond cutter from inside the ring, the outside the ring, the over the top cutter, rope. The only cutter I've liked <laughs> in five years. Yeah, it was nuts. I was like, holy shit, I've never seen that in my life. It, like, MJF 
put a lot of abuse on his hips. They got to be sore today. Yes. <laughs> but so the finish, the the ring, MJF tries or uh, I keep wanting to call Switchblade MJF. Switchblade gets the ring, but MJF hits a low blow on Switchblade, picks up the ring. Austin and Colton come back. MJF takes them out, hits MJF with the ring, falls on uh, uh, Switchblade from exhaustion. One, two, three. Fun match. I was sports entertained, as the kids say. Yeah, I loved it. I loved this shit, man. (laughs) Some people said it was overbooked. I didn't think so. I thought it was great. Um, This is part of uh, this is part of wrestling. Whether it's sports mm-hmm. entertainment or professional wrestling, I thought this was, this is, yeah, this is more of a sports entertainment aspect of it. But here's the thing: whatever you're gonna do, do it well. If you do it well, mm-hmm. then it's good. Yeah. If you there's... do it poorly, if you do poor um, professional wrestling, it's bad. If you do poor uh, sports entertainment, it's bad. But if it's good, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and there's, it's just, it's just. So such classic pro wrestling of having yeah, the totally. baby face overcome all these odds. Like that that's like basic pro wrestling one oh one. And the one, <laughs> I don't the know one, why people are the, complaining. The only thing I thought was puzzling, and you gave a good reasoning for why, was that we had no inclusion of the devil in this match <laughs> or in this pay per view. And why I say that, the only reason why I say that, because I don't think he had to be there. Um, even though I think he was there in the form of Adam Cole, but the reveal just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So, yes, the devil was there, hiding in plain sight. You just don't know it. Um, Yeah. Is that if you saw the promo poster for the show, the devil was on that poster twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, He was, the big background was the devil head. and He's like the sun. (laughs) And And then he he was was in the arena. (laughs) uh, If you look in the center of it, he's there as well with the four guys in Mm-hmm. in the black costume. So they heavily teased that he was going to be there. So I think that's a little shitty. And that mm-hmm. might be on their graphics department. Just happened to design yeah. a really cool poster, and they said go with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe the uh, the okay was just like, oh, their graphic designer did it, and then the head of their graphics department said yes, and it went through. Um, who knows? Um, so I thought for that reason alone, it's just like, oh, why the fuck isn't the devil there? And I know some people are going to be disappointed, but I think I think uh, you pointed out that the reason why the devil isn't there is because Adam Cole's not it is not healed yet, and they won't mm-hmm. make that reveal until he's able yeah. to, to do get physical. something physical. Yeah, I think that's the only holdup. Because the, I think this this storyline has been in the works and planned for a while, and then he got hurt. So I think they're just mm-hmm. delaying it, unless it's not him. But I think that at this point is probably unlikely. It's got to be him or Britt Baker. Britt Baker makes sense while he's hurt for her to do it, and then like they're like an evil power couple whenever he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. she's kind of been MIA. So that, yeah, she hasn't been on TV in a while. So that, if it's her, that puts a little more like possibilities in that end. But like, here's the thing: uh, AEW doesn't really swerve you very often. Mm-hmm. It's normal, at least in their main event scene. Gen- 
they don't swerve you very often. It's normally fairly logical. And I don't want to say predictable, but it's like it makes sense and it's kind of what you thought was going to happen. They don't normally mm-hmm. swerve you. They're, they're, they're unlikely to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the person who's going to get swerved is MJF. But the, mm-hmm. fan, yeah, the, fans, for sure. the fans won't be swerved. Yeah. I think the swerves will come in like, who are the devil's goons? That's yes. probably where like, the swerves yeah, will yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because one of those has got to be Wardlow, because one of those devil dudes is gigantic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's actually a good bet, actually. Now that you mm-hmm. say that, that actually would make sense. Huh. Good call. Yeah, because the one that was beating up uh, uh, Daddy Ass that week, they beat up the Acclaimed, was about as big as Daddy Ass, and there's not too many wrestlers in AEW that are that big. So. Good call, actually. I didn't, I didn't pick up mm-hmm. on that. I knew it was a big dude, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I in my, and he's already well, cause f- involved with MJF wanting to hurt him. Yeah, because at first I was like, "Oh, it's probably just random people every week to throw you off." But uh, something came out that said that no, the, the four people in the masks and the devil are—they're all signed AEW wrestlers, so they're all people that are already on the roster. So interesting. Yeah, I. I it's funny. I could. Um, I'm, ha- I'm actually Have you really seen those happy rumors? that they're the first time that they attacked was against Jay White because it completely mm-hmm. took the Bullet Club out of the possibility of being the yeah being bad guys because mm-hmm. otherwise it, you could say oh it's Jay White yep oh. there's rumors that it's CM Punk. It's all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people saying that in like in like a fantasy world where he's not mm-hmm. a shitty person that, uh, or a shitty person to work with. As a person, he seems like he's actually a pretty good dude. Yeah, but he's just well, he was, he's he's been tweeting about it too, like jokingly. Well, he he likes so. to do that shit, right? Like he, mm-hmm. uh, he he's really good at working fans. He, mm-hmm. he he enjoys that stuff, so. Yeah, anyways, I think That's who, we should probably leave us here. Um, I give this yeah. pay-per-view five stars. No notes. Oh, yeah, me too. Other than too. he who must not be named. Yep. For sure. All right. And I'll leave it on a positive. Loved it. This is my pay-per-view Loved of the it. year. And I oh, was yeah, at, me too. And I was at Forbidden Door. <laughs> yeah, you were <laughs> that there would have been my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I always say, I like context to my matches. Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. as incredible as it is, is more sports centric, and mm-hmm. I, I like story along with it, which is the theme mm-hmm. of this episode, apparently. Yep. Yep. All right. Peace. <laughs>